it says take cover now and we're driving directly <laughs> into that thing <laughs> and i'm like bro no way been on a different last few weeks that yeah. we've been on over here we've been making tiktoks and shit and you're going into the in epicenter Cabo. of a storm Welcome back, Rock Nation, to episode 69 of the 505 Podcast. Today, we have one of the most talented travel and landscape photographers and videographers in the game. He lives in a van, chases storms for fun, and recently got his bucket list shot. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Christopher Baladerez. <laughs> Did I do it right? Yeah, I know. You said it right. You, you know the right. Yes. <laughs> We're excited to have you on the show, and I want you to start off with the one-handed crack because you were talking a big game when you walked in the oh, door. Oh, yeah. You were, you were making it seem kind of hard, so I'm like... I think it is pretty hard, but you're going to you're gonna show us if you, you think it's it. super okay, easy. So okay. left hand or right hand? That, whatever. Are you a lefty or righty? Uh, I write with my left, though, with my right, but I'll try Let's it. go lefty. That feels right. Okay. Not okay. bad. It it uh you didn't dent it, and now that, that's a oh, big. Oh, so yeah. there was a dent? No, 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 no. you didn't dent it. I think I need okay. you to spin it around for me though in a circle. It feels good. I think you did a. I think I you did, did a good job. Oh, okay. that was solid. You're, gonna, solid. you're gonna. You didn't dent it, and that gives you above a five. But the hesitation, you know, I feel like I was oh, watching like grass okay. grow. You, know? <laughs> you were gonna tell me how you're gonna critique no, it. No, I, I, like, I, I, I just wanted sure. you to get. I just wanted you to go raw into it, and you're gonna get a six one to start us off. And okay, I'm really cool, happy to cool. have you. Has anybody spilled it? Like, oh, oh, we've had some bad. We've had some story. zeros, lots of zeros. Yeah. Oh, zeros. Zeros right. fly around all the time. So, <laughs> so a six is all right. So th no, this is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get, like to get eight or nine, it's it's tough. Yeah, it, we've only had like one nine that we've given out. So we're happy yeah. to have you there, dude. Uh, dude welcome, thanks. Welcome hey, when show. you when you guys hit me up, I was like, Nah, are you sure? You're <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Dude. We're excited. I appreciate to have you. you guys. Um, so are you rested? Are you feeling good? I don't even know no. where you where you've been recently. You're traveling so much, <sighs> dude. I mean, so. Like, 45 minutes ago, I was telling yeah. you, like, I was just knocked out on my bed. Like, yesterday, we just came back from uh, Havasupai Falls. And just even before that, we did, like, 11 days. Uh, no, it was 11 states in, I think, 10 days. And oh, wow. Yeah, just chasing storms. Only and, chasing. But see, you were in Oklahoma City, right? No, so I landed it, in Can't even keep City. up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I was in... Um, I landed in Dallas, got picked up by the homie Justin Sneed, which I was with. You know, the Wait, past can you couple move weeks. the? Sorry, just move it a little closer. Yeah, kiss so, that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There Justin. You go. Yeah, I was with uh, my boy Justin Sneed, which this guy's crazy, crazy photographer. He just chases storms, dude. Based and out I, of Texas? No, he lives in Nebraska. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we were watching your stories, like keeping track. Like, we're like, dude, this like a is wild, it, dude. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, from like people back home that don't see that. I mean, I've never seen yeah. a storm in my life. I mean, we've been through like L.A. rain, right? People can't drive in the rain <laughs> out there. You're, you're going. I just see this big ass level seven tornado, and you're just like. <laughs> Right into Bro, oh my god it was an adrenaline rush i was freaking out like especially with like lightning and everything like mm. like i said i've never seen something like that and then um you know it's really interesting kind of like being with somebody um that is just as passionate as you are like this guy will spend all his money all his time dedicated to chasing these supercell structures that things that people like run away from yeah you know me i'm a you know travel landscape photographer i take pictures of like 
you know, beautiful, serene scenes, calm locations. <laughs> this guy is like capturing beauty in the chaos. And I'm like, that's exactly why I wanted to go out there and document him, you know, because like this is something very unique and special. And um, there's a lot of storm chasers in that community, but don't do it like him, which he makes art out of it, you know. And um, it's it was a really interesting process to see like a tornado. Yeah. Like that's dramatic, bro. That whole process is dramatic. And is he different because he does photography and video with within like the storm chasing community or like within that niche? Well, he doesn't do video. He does he does still photography, right? And I think the way he approaches it is more like a lot of people that storm chase, they um they do more of like journalism. Like okay. Handy cam. Um, send a package to ABC7 and try to sell and license their footage. Oh, that's how they're Just making money, a lot of the Some of it. Okay. No, I was talking to him, and the market's not really big like that, but, like, there's definitely not a lot of people going out and trying to make cinematic, like, yeah. content or, you know, like, I mean, I saw a couple people that were just using, like, um, you know, regular entry-level cameras, you know, and, you know, I mean, everybody starts off somewhere, but yeah. like you would see people not out like, there with you guys. Like there would be another truck. Oh, and dude, like, the community is wild, bro. Like we would be in one state and then we'll drive like 12 hours north and we'll see them again. We'll be like, oh, snap, how, pull up to the you spot. Got, where is it? Like a Facebook group? How do these guys um, like, is this I, Discord? Is like a private yeah, Discord? Dude, all of that. All of that. It's really? like Twitter, uh -huh. Twitter. Um, like, did you see like the laptop in the car? Yes. yes. So you could see all of the homies that are next to you. And oh, then because they're all like on the same kind of yeah, network. So it'll show you like this crazy like cloud formation, like where your hill is at, like your lightning, and then be like, Oh, that's the homegirl page down there. She's making <laughs> a right crazy. down that street. Yeah. So it's like it's a different journey, you know? Like so are you like tracking like, okay, page is going there. We shouldn't go there. Let's go to a different spot and try to get a different mm. shot. Or is it like, oh, page is there, we should go there. Uh, dude, so that's what I was trying to figure out the whole time. I was looking at his process and then you know, like, like I said, it's so interesting being with somebody that's so passionate about that because not only did this guy teach himself photography, meteorology is a huge thing. And he's over here talking about like, we're in the RFD, the bear's cage is about to come. There's a dew point of 90 over 70 and uh, we're about to get hit by a uh, hundred mile an hour winds in one minute. And then it happens. And I'm like filming, I'm like, are we okay? And he's like, you see that circular motion? That's not a tornado, don't freak out. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then right when he <laughs> said, you're filming and yeah. you're filming, then I'm filming. Watch when I show you some footage. It <laughs> looks so wild. Yeah, Got that image stabilization. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. There's a little bit of jitters in there, but uh, so what, when he says, don't, you know, don't freak out. We're okay. The freaking tornado warning song, uh, sound comes on. Yeah. Over and the, then over like the state you're saying, well, the state and the phone, it says take cover now. And we're driving directly <laughs> into that thing. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, no way. Been on a different last few weeks that yeah. we've been on over here. We've been making TikToks and shit and you're going into the in epicenter Cabo. of a storm. <laughs> well, yeah. What was your favorite part of the entire storm chasing experience when you went um, out there? Okay, so I think, you know, with like my style of photography and I guess with the camera, you know, I really like to take on like the photojournalistic perspective of it. You know, of course, like going and taking that one of one good photo and, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty fun, but I like to capture a story, you know, from A to B and um, everything in between that. So the first time, I think it was the second day we caught 
our first tornado, which is very rare. Okay, I guess catching a tornado is very rare because uh, I met somebody uh, that's been chasing for five years and he says he's never seen a tornado. So for me on my second day, and we caught 11 tornadoes in 10 days. Five years, maybe he does something different <laughs> at that point. You know, yeah, maybe, you, maybe, you, maybe, you, maybe, path, maybe you switch dude. up. Not yeah. to, not to shit on this random guy, but just that's just my, yeah. that's just my thought process. After You've done something wrong. Dude, I you guess, know, right? I'm like, for real? Like, maybe you should call your boy. Yeah, everybody was saying, you're so lucky you get to see it. Like this whole thing, I guess, because um, this is the year of um, El Nino and just a lot so of So we're like, getting big storms. Wild. And so when I, I noticed in one of your Instagram stories, you guys would be what looked like pretty deep away from a storm. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, oh, this is the beginning of a level a super, three. Uh, no, the beginning stages of a supercell or the birth of a supercell. And a yeah. supercell just means tornado for for regular um, people that don't know about this stuff. Torn- yeah, so basically, uh, I'm not too okay. We're um, not educated, too, okay. but basically what it is, is just hot and cold air getting together, causing three inch hail in the core, which the core is is pretty violent. On the outside, it's like 30 degrees um, cooler. And the inside, it changes from 30 to, you know, 30 degree difference. You get what I'm saying? So I should have paid hot. attention in physics class. Yeah, I feel like crazy. this would have helped a lot. That's yeah. insane. Okay. So, and if you get the right conditions, then it, you know, drops down. Um, they call it a danger noodle, like in that community. <laughs> or a tube. They, you get tubed or whatever. We're going yeah. to the danger noodle. I know. They were like, yeah, dude, you want to get cord? And I'm like, <laughs> what is cord mean? He's like, we're going to drive through the hell. Be careful. And I saw their cars were all, they're not driving Teslas to go chase the storms. That, no. They got, no. we got armor plates on the cars. So yeah, those dudes, those drive through. Yeah. We and, got, that, and is that, is that just, uh, is that for research purposes or is that like, we can chase cooler storms than you guys because of our car. the people in the Midwest are built different, man. Or like even the South, they're like, they don't have what we have out here. So when the storm season comes in, they're like, let's go chase these and yeah. like, let's go intercept a tornado that thing that you saw with that like army plated thing that thing spikes down into the cement and it could it could withstand an ef5 which is like and that's the biggest one correct a catastrophic tornado yeah that's and you guys are dealing mostly twos and threes would you say threes yeah threes threes, and i think a four at one of them where it's like arguably like one of the safer things to be in when the storm hits huh I don't know, kind of? man. It seems That's sketch crazy. because like yeah. the aerodynamics is built to like push the wind out and all that. And um, I think that week um, I got to be with like the first woman in history to intercept a tornado. It was pretty rad. And like, that means to go through it. To drive through it. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? I've been just Snapchatting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look at this dude, shit. I'll send you, you the YouTube never believe videos. This yeah. Of her. Of yeah, her going it, through it's, it. It's insane, dude. It's like, it's it's kind of crazy well, but like back to that fame mm-hmm. or uh that like my favorite moment we were one mile away from that tornado and i was documenting the whole i i just rolled the whole thing and it got to 110 mile an hour winds and like you just you know you just hear him like say like it's gonna get pretty ugly right now you know and i didn't know we were this close to a tornado it was an ef3 and it went through this town uh perryton and that was i was that was my first time i was like what did i get myself into i'm like damn i don't want to be here right now (laughs) i'm like fuck man and um unfortunately there was a couple people that died town got wiped out and everything but if and and i'm not saying that's my favorite part but 
it was interesting to see this real world event and i'm like yo this thing was a lot bigger than what i thought to just go out and um document a crazy scene you know and as a as a photojournalist i wanted to capture you know something that was really meaningful and then hit to see his demeanor and his aura completely change i was like whoa like the story's getting put together you know what i mean and um he is a full-time traveling nurse so on his free time he chases storms so it's got an interesting story of a contrast so we were first responding to that i didn't film that side i i did film his face and it was very emotional but it was just i felt like i was in a movie you know 30 minutes later it was bright golden hour paramedics flying and town is devastated so it did that completely decimate like the whole town or a street in the town uh, a part of the town wow yeah oh, 70 man. people injured lives oh ruined for for good i think three people died and yeah were you were you also making a documentary when you went out there i'm i'm going with like a, a docu style feel um i don't want to go into in, in depth with of uh, his past and who he is he's an artist and he expresses his, himself through his art and i want to take that route you know mm. but um there will be a little bit of a conflict with you know although there is a downside to capturing you know beauty in the chaos there's this you know yeah. bring awareness to that mm -hmm. you know because I don't want to go in there and idolize the fact that this guy's just capturing like yeah. gnarly bangers. Mm -hmm. of You're like, seeing the other side of what's there's happening. another there's a there's an ugly side to mm -hmm. it, you know. And, and did that happen with every tornado that you guys no. had chased? Where they no, they no, weren't always God. in a city. Thank God. Okay, yeah. they would just start out in the field of the, or the plains and and mm -hmm. end and start right there. Yeah, and like the community takes it really seriously too. Like, go first, respond if you can. Like, so they're helping the oh, yeah. town. Okay, they're not just out there just, just like taking pictures being and selfish. Stuff. Yeah, okay. like this wow. is like serious for them and, it, and I, I admired that i was mm -hmm. like wow i didn't think about that mm -hmm. going out there you know but yeah that whole entire side of photography or videography is, is a whole different world yeah i, I didn't I was like whoa <laughs> and with, with your landscape stuff you're not like you, you said more of a photojournalist you're mm -hmm. not really manipulating it a ton i'm catching raw raw moments you know and sometimes like when we were in montana and we caught that supercell it was just so photogenic. It was like, you seen the movie Nope? No, I've okay. seen He's like, Get nope. Out. No, but I didn't <laughs> nope. say Nope. <laughs> Wait, which one, which one was Nope? It's Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele's. The yeah. one where they're in that weird house thing. It's like aliens yes, and stuff. Yes, 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 yes. It's a straight bean. Mm -hmm. like yeah, coming that weird bean it. coming down that lane. Yeah, That's the supercell, yeah. So That's it just came to us. It was freaking like minimalistic planes and like barns, bandos and no one's around and it's just like lightning coming down so when you're dealing with photographing and documenting these storms mm -hmm. like what is the process like are you on a tripod are you just like no. shooting mm -hmm. like because I, I feel like when it comes to landscape photography it's a much slower process but if you're dealing with a storm you're dealing with like maybe lightning hitting at at a random time and like you're hoping mm -hmm. to get that on camera like what is the process like when you're shooting these storms dude i mean the best way that i could put it is like it's so fast paced it's literally beauty in the chaos you know like you have two minutes and these guys are they're professionals at this like they could they're like trained to be at the 
very last second until you have to book it out before it's very dangerous, you know? And he had multiple talks with me. He was like, dude, when I say it's time to go, we gotta go. And I caught that on film where he's like, Chris, we gotta go now. And then boom, like like lightning, lightning hitting. Strikes. Dude, so dramatic. Is yeah. it is it super dangerous to be obviously I'm aware it's a tornado, but I'm mm-hmm. talking more about the lightning situation because of the car being metal, is that or you look at lightning strike near you guys. So, is that something that they've talked about? Like you have an electric camera. Yeah. Like, so know? he he had a talk with me. He was like, just FYI, you're in complete danger with me at all times. All right. Like that was just, the first. I, you're like that's not yeah, as crazy. He's like you're you're a liability right now. Like I, you know, I have to look out for you, and I need you to listen to me. You know, and I'm like, this can't be that bad, right? But yeah, it's pretty bad because the hell. Like there could be like grapefruit-sized mm. hell. I saw those cars that you were posting. Yeah, and that thing—if if it hits you, yeah, bro, you're, not. you're done. Yeah, hundred percent. You're dude. done. Yeah, and the wind—it'll go right through the windshield, the roof, and like your your cords is what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> Learn all this lingo about yeah. storm chasers. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, yeah. so speaking of lightning, mm-hmm. you got this bucket list shot yeah. while you were on this uh-huh. trip. Can you explain to us, like? Is this a shot that you had planned that you wanted to get for a while? Mm-hmm. And like kind of the story behind capturing that bucket list shot for you? Dude, okay. So a lot of like my favorite and best photos have always just happened within two seconds. You know, there were like ideas and dreams, right? Just fantasy. Like ever since I changed my whole, not changed, but just started gravitating towards more like minimalism photography and isolation, I've always dreamt like, a little minimalistic tree with lightning in the middle, you know, and in the plains. And I was just like, yeah, that's never going to happen. We pull over. We got skunked that day in Colorado. There was nothing happening. And um, they just pulled over to the side and I was like, oh, dude, this is a sick little blue hour tree comp, you know. And then as like, I don't have my tripod with me. And as like the storm is just moving, I just see like the perfect bolt just land and i just screamed i was like no no that was it that was it and then i just ran back to the car and um i just like pray they call it pray and spray yeah so i just like just held my you know exposure or my shutter shutter. and i just like hoped that i got it and it just happened and i was like freaking out i was like this is i got it like i i got it (laughs) And so you, because you thought that you saw the lightning strike, and you're like, fuck, I missed my opportunity. Oh, yeah. And then you and got it, your but camera. But dude, I caught like, actually like four different bolts in that comp. Wow. Um, but those, that was the most, you know, symmetrical one. There was like another one behind yeah. it, one on the side, and then one landed next to me. Like, dude, you could smell the lightning. Oh my God. You could <laughs> smell it. Like That's it smells crazy. weird. And like, you could hear the hissing. It's like, yeah boom it's like and so you're so you're that close to lightning so like you hear the sound as it strikes because isn't it right where like thunder and lightning like you hear or however many seconds it takes for you to hear the noise that's how many like miles away you are from it's it. like one second every mile yeah, yeah. no this was immediate no it was like live live sound yeah. and um I, I told them i was like is this dangerous and they both looked at me like <laughs> This is real dangerous. <laughs> like, no shit. <laughs> you know shit, Sherlock. <laughs> what were you using to shoot? Uh, 70 to 200. Okay. Yeah. So I just had it on a tripod and then... Um, the R5C, you said? The R5. Yeah. Oh, the R5. Yeah. And I just put it like F9, just like ISO 100, and I wanted like a long exposure. So I just put it on an interval timer one second. Boom, 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 
Oh, and we got a lot of them. Random yeah. ask about uh, photography with landscape. Is mm-hmm. it usually F9? Is that a sweet spot for you guys? No. 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 What I mean, is oval, the, like the traditional landscape? Or people, like, like, what, what do you find has been just like bread and butter for dude, aperture? I shoot, shoot wide open. Wide open. I love wide open. Okay. You know, like, like I said, ever since I got into minimalism, you know, like, I don't, I, I would love like, foreground you know elements mm-hmm. but i i like to isolate it too much you know if you're like f9 everything's pretty sharp yeah um i shoot with the 28 to 70 those f2 that dude oh yeah so, that lens is gnarly oh my gosh yeah especially for travel like yeah. you know if you get real low with it you know get that foreground get that bokeh it looks sick mm-hmm. you know f2 f2 2.8 and then um i don't know i'm usually really wide open okay when I started, I was like F16, like all the way. That's what I would think yeah. Yeah, in no. my head. Okay, but wide open looks. Yeah. Okay, so if you guys are going to take any nature pics, go wide open. Yeah, okay. but I mean, that's not, yeah, that's kind of like non-traditional too. A lot of people like to shoot really like with the high F-stop. Everybody has a different yeah, style, definitely. you know, yeah, there's no right or wrong way. I appreciate the F16 look. I appreciate the 1.4 look. <laughs> Even though it know? looks worse, but <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You know? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. What, what made you switch your style a little bit? Like you said, you switched to kind of more minimalistic uh-huh. look. Dude, okay. So, um, I was shooting a job for a, uh, cruise America. It was, yeah. Cruise America. We drove from Alaska to Seattle. We were the last people to drive through the Yukon. Okay. And that's a, it's like a 3,500 mile stretch and it was about to be winter. So we had just missed the fall and everything. And I, at the moment or at that time, I was the type of photographer where I relied on, um, conditions to make a good photo i relied on a colorful sunset epic light and everything dude i was so mad we got blue everything fog just overcast and i was bummed and i was like man like i didn't get any good photo and i was like in the middle of the trip i was already like giving up and i'm like you know what let me try to adapt to these situations you know and um I just started playing around with, you know, the light. I started embracing the light and then I was just like, yo, like blue is kind of sick. This color palette, it's kind of moody. It's kind of like vibey. And, you know, then I tried to like put together like a story together with, you know, the blue and and really like the the photojournalism perspective of it. Like this is true to what we got. And I started just like isolating like subjects and then like it went really well. Minimalism and blue work so good, <laughs> especially in blue hour. So like we were down like uh, this road and we hit this low fog and like the homegirl was wearing like this sick hoodie and like she just looked so adventurous and like she stood in the middle and I was like, this is what I like. I love, I, I love minimalism. And then after that, I just started like becoming like really obsessed with it and putting like different color palettes together. Yeah. And like, I like to like put you know certain compositions and put them all together in collages and seeing not just one photo but like a full body of work and when i could start putting what i did two months ago with you know what i did last week with with what i did one year ago and kind of like put together something that like this is what my work represents and what it looks like in full then i get to see where i'm at with my work and i'm like it's kind of inspires me you know because when i'm like in a creative realm like what do i need to do right now then i look at like my previous work and i start putting it all together and i'm like oh this is what i'm chasing this is what i'm looking for so when i go out on the field i know what i want to get i'm not like just like 
I don't know what I'm getting, you know? Yeah, I feel like when you get to these beautiful locations, it can almost be overwhelming because you're like, so overwhelming. how do I shoot this to portray how beautiful it actually is in person? Mm-hmm. So I feel like having your style dialed in allows you to be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to look for this specific type of shot. Exactly. Yeah. And especially if you're in a very real known spot, you know, yeah. if you've seen it photographed, how do I, times. how do I do something different? And honestly, when you're at a really good spot that everybody has photographed, it might be the other way that you could get a better shot. You know, it might not just be that. And that's what I like doing. You know, like we've all been on Instagram for many years. We've all seen the same photos over and over. I like to do a different take on it, you know, and I like, I like to probably be at that spot and not shoot that same cop and probably shoot the absolute opposite way that probably won't get as many likes as that other shot will be you know but you're pushing but, yourself yeah, yeah you trying know to get something different because what's the fun in getting the same thing you know it's it's you know it's cool yeah. it's cool sometimes you know it's cool i mean i don't have a problem with it i'll still do it i'll still do it but i won't you know put that as mm-hmm. the final product your first one as my your, first your one first yeah exactly one yeah like, i won't put that as the final product no you know? that makes sense you're I, I always had the understanding that if the conditions weren't right for you guys, mm-hmm. it was like toast. So that's yeah. that's interesting to hear. So you, mm-hmm. even if it is like terrible fog, like today, uh-huh. horrible fog, blue hour, baby, you, you can go, you can yeah. go figure something out. Oh, now for sure, with this all yeah. the skills and stuff that you picked up. Yeah, on yeah, blue hour and and fog. That's my favorite. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, it just looks so like mysterious too. You know, mm-hmm. like um, you know, I, I think it just portrays such a. a a unique mood to it what's you know? the go-to glass that you would bring on like on that trip for example to on, get the most the biggest bang for your buck yeah like are you rocking like 7200 oh, most of the time the 28 swip, to 70 swapping out of time i dude i always tell myself i'm just gonna bring one lens and one lens only but i always bring 7200 <laughs> 28 to 70 and the 15 to 35 i feel like your sensor would get a little dirty changing and shit out <laughs> oh, in, the, in the tornado season right yeah that dude yeah. <laughs> you're like, hovering over, like <laughs> dude yeah i was like turn off the ac changing mags yeah the r5 has these little mirrors though that like kind of stop and cover stuff it covers the sensor when you take it off so that's a good nice. yeah. that's a good situation it's, yeah it's a good out. thing but meant for storms yeah for sure <laughs> right <laughs> i would um i would actually bring um man i really love the 70 to 200 but i don't shoot with it as much i don't know man i just i it all depends you know what would you pick? What would you pick if you were like on a road trip? Yeah. And you were going to be around a lot of people around. Epic I would views? I would say 70 to 200 just because if you're dealing with landscape photography, like in my eyes, compression is so important. If you're dealing with like giant landscapes and mountains mm-hmm. and stuff like you want to compress that and make True. that look grand. True. So I would lean towards the 70 to 200. What about you? I feel like I'm going 24 to 105. That's a great one. Actually. I don't love the F4, but I feel like yeah, but you you get, get, with, you get, with um, like landscape photography, I think. Wouldn't kill me that yeah. four. Yeah. yeah, no, no, not at all. I Whenever I backpack in the mountains, I'm always bringing a 15 to 35. No, no. Nothing else. Yeah. 70 to 200, I tried. You can't use it. You know, mm. it, yeah, you. You're not gonna get anything. It's just too too close it's up. Way too close. You need to see like the mountains. Even at 24, it's still too deep in the mountains. Interesting. It's yeah. really when you're well, like when like if I'm backpacking Mount Whitney or something, mm-hmm. you're gonna need something like pretty wide. But then you get those moments where you're like, damn, I wish I would have had like 
a 70 to 200. Yeah. When, when did the obsession start with landscapes in particular? Were you doing other stuff as well to pay the bills? And- so, yeah, I actually was a full-time wedding photographer. You know, I was doing all of that. Before. Were you working with Sam Newton? Uh, no. <laughs> that was funny. I forgot he talked yeah. about that. You'd be surprised. Like a lot of people have, you know, done it. I mean, it was just the way the way I got into photography the second time in my life. Um, you know, I, I just got a question and you know, they're like, Hey, do you know how to do this? And I'm like, Yeah, and I didn't know how to do it, and I just did it, you know, for the money. And then then I started like building a little bit of a passion with it and then, you know, meeting other people. And yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that the weddings, you know, were uh, a big process for me and my photojournalistic perspective on how I do photography because running and gunning during like a crazy situation. I mean, like you shoot events, it's the same thing, you know, it's yeah. like you got to find that peak moment, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, that's how I pretty much got into all that like that. <laughs> and you said you got back into photography? Was there a point where you weren't shooting? Like, did you get into it, stop shooting and then get back into it? Yeah, so I actually started um, doing video first. Mm. Um, I grew up skateboarding. I skated for like 10, 10 plus years. And we all skated, I feel like. Did you skate? No yeah, way. You could be a regular. I'm regular. Goofy, goofy, goofy. come on, oh, dude. Uh, fuck, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. Okay. You still skate like Yeah, dude. I mean, um, were you filming the skating or were you just partaking? Yeah, so oh, you I, were filming. I mean, growing up as a skateboarder, you know, like, I didn't really have like parents like that. So I was always out with the homies, skate park homies, with, you know, the homeless people, and, you know, just at the park, just shredding all day. Eight, hour, eight hours a day, all day. And it was like, dude, we got to send some footage to like these skate shops. Trying to get sponsored I'm trying to, get here, I'm trying to make some sponsoring yes, tapes. Yes. So I got a little handy cam and then like, you guys remember bum fights? No. Uh. Bum fights? It was like in the early 2000s, these DVDs and it was just like these crazy Venice montages. Look them up. They're inspiring. It's okay. like jackass, uh-huh. but before but, jackass. But, but skating. It was a little Mixed. bit of skating. It was just chaos okay. it was okay. gnarly so okay. i was with the name like bum fights it was wild so i was inspired by that so i would just like film remember sony vegas mm-hmm. yeah so sony vegas after effects um i would just film the homies film people fighting at the park filming my school falling down crazy rails <laughs> landing sick tricks and putting it all together and like i don't know like i I had a huge passion for that when I was like 13, 14, made a YouTube and started doing like Photoshop tutorials and everything back in the day, dude, it was so funny. And uh, I just stopped, you know, like I stopped, but that's what got me into the whole camera stuff. You know, like I knew what, you know, ramp slow-mo was and how to edit that from 30 frames back in the day was 480p with the highest quality. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. So I was... I, I don't consider myself a filmmaker yet because I don't have a body of work to prove it. You know, I, I could put a reel together or I could put clips together, but have I put like a full story out yet that I could actually like represent me as a filmmaker? No, but it's in the works. And that's so interesting. I feel like the term filmmaker gets thrown out so easily, easily. nowadays. And yeah. it's like, Bro, you're just making like a 15 second like montage for TikTok exactly. or Instagram. Like, I you're not really agree a with filmmaker. You. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. And that's why I don't call myself a filmmaker. I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know that I'm capable of doing it, um, but the work needs to be put in to earn that, you know? So, so is that 
what you kind of want to get into is like documentary style videos, films. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Um, well, yeah, it's crazy. So my dreams and aspirations with the cameras, like I want to be shooting campaigns for the North Base, Patagonia, anything in the adventure and travel industry. You know, like mm-hmm. there's this guy named Curtis Morgan that I really look up to and he shoots all the A7 um, or the Sony Alpha campaigns for the videos those are crazy he's crazy dude uh, um was that one where they were like capturing like the person tight walking with like the moon in the background the u.s bank yeah yeah or no 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 they were like out i think it was a a sony video it was a promo video of the helicopter coming up and then it was like the moon and the u.s bank yes yeah 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 yeah. crazy trip out i caught a photo of that Oh, really? yeah, you went crazy viral on Instagram, right? Yeah, that video went crazy. Insane. It, I didn't know that was the whole Sony Alpha team on top. Wow. But like, if you look <laughs> at the video, you see all these people up there. And like, I remember like I put I put them together. I was like, I saw that video and I remember a helicopter flying. And then like I looked at the photo and then like I tagged the Sony team and they wrote back. They're like, that's us. Wow. You know, <laughs> I was like, what? That's wild. <laughs> But yeah, like the moon is also a really cool subject. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Okay, so you want to shoot campaigns for North Face and these big travel brands. How does a landscape photographer, videographer Mm -hmm. monetize their work? And like you're out here shooting storms, you're getting these bucket list Mm -hmm. shots. What do you do with your images as well? Like, are they Mm -hmm. just living on social media? Are you able to like sell them as prints or monetize your work in other ways? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like, we all you know do and have done i mean we work for me personally i work my passion you know like i no matter what i'm doing this with or without getting paid you know i'll make my money and i'll spend my money to do it you know and at the moment i'm not fully like full-on established i mean i'm a full-time creator i make money all my money on that but i'm not fully getting paid for 100 percent travel gigs you know i'm not fully getting paid for like you know like um these companies that i've recently you know been able to work with i'm not that's not all day you know i'll take an event you know i'll take doing this i'll do you know oddball jobs you know and um sometimes those are really good job and then that'll hold me over and then i'm like all right cool and then one month i'm like damn i'm gonna do it one month i'm gonna be like damn what am i doing i why am i doing this you know and it's just like a it's like a it's a balance you know but i just know that i really love doing this and that eventually i know for a fact it's it's gonna it's gonna pay off it'll only be it'll only be that Mm -hmm. yeah you know i mean it it works if you work it you know if you put your mind and effort into it i mean that's what skateboarding taught me dude Mm -hmm. like skating shredding every single day one day you're gonna get that kickflip from feeble down that Mm -hmm. road you're gonna do it and when you do it, you just level up. You yeah, know, it just gets better. Well, what would so you want to go work with these with these mm-hmm. bigger brands right now? It, when you travel to these places, are you making spec projects? Are you are these like one off brands sometimes that you get to partner with and then you get to go for fun on top of it? Mm-hmm. How do you structure these trips that you you're going on? Well, right now it's actually starting to like be you know hey you have the creative direction and just make it adventure in your own style. You know what I mean? So um, the stuff that I've managed to put out is the type of stuff that they want. You know, like um, I just shot a campaign for uh, this uh, Cruise Canada, you know, so they put my wife and I into a Canada. We just went to Banff and just 
made it an adventure with the van yeah Uh with the rv with the rv okay yeah and just go out there and it's just like you know same thing with like a landscape eye you know you put the van in there but you you know throw some dialogue Mm -hmm. in it and you know put some emotion it was a 35 year anniversary video so you know tailor it more to what the client wants and needs you know so they kind of like um put me in the creative direction dp it direct it be in it you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard Mm -hmm. but I mean, I'm learning all of that as I'm going, you know? And is, like, is your wife able to help you shoot? Does she shoot at all? Like, yeah, so she works with me, so okay, she sick. knows exactly what I want, nice. exactly what I need. She's like, oh, do you want the 28 to 70 or, you know, what's up? Oh, that's She's so like, are you helpful. shooting this in 60 frames or 24? And I'm like, I love all you. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey. Chloe does the same with you, right? Yeah, yeah she does that no, same. No, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> with the phone sure yeah. not with the camera that's yeah. so funny yeah she's a she's a huge help dude that's amazing i feel like it's so like it's so refreshing because oftentimes like you go on a trip with people and if nobody knows how to use a camera you're like hey can you get a photo of me here like can you get a shot of me here uh-huh. and you're like i just am praying that this shot is in focus and they have like decent oh composition my God. i've been yeah, yeah i've done that before i feel I'm like, like it's refreshing to be with someone who like actually knows what they're doing oh yeah for sure yeah and especially when you know being on set and helping me with the client and especially when the client understands that we're married it makes work a lot mm-hmm. better i don't know they love a husband and wife team and it I love working with her. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. beautiful. So that was with an RV, the, the mm-hmm. thing you did in Banff. Mm-hmm. But you, are you still doing van life? Are you living in the van? So we did it for a year straight. And <laughs> that was crazy. I met you in the middle of it, right? Yeah, yes. dude. Oh, like, we met, dude, we met one year ago. At Alabama Hills? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That was one. Because they're, they're having July it weekend. tonight, right? They're having it tonight. I don't know, man. I missed that. I missed that. Yeah, I, missed that like, I, missed that I didn't too. do good enough last year. <laughs> Dude, I the all the homies are in Alabama Hills right now. That's crazy. Mitchell's having a sick set tonight. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. He's a but, sick DJ. Oh, bro. That night was crazy. Yeah, that was super fun. Yeah. Dude, that, that whole night was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my van. Okay. We lived in it. Yeah. And um, it was for a whole year. And I'll be completely honest. That was really hard yeah, with a wife dude. and a dog, the size of that dog. Oh you know? man, I can, and, I can barely do it in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So picture oh trying God. to be full-time creative, trying to survive. Where are we gonna sleep tonight? All of these elements, it was like, you know, you just have to like adapt and learn to it, you know? and man it was it was fun it was amazing waking up to spots every single day but it was more of a survival than it was as leisure or as the thought of van life is right i give mad props to people that can do that full time you know so we did it for a year and then we're just like all right let's get out of palmdale and let's move to la or the valley you know so we moved to the valley and it's so much better because every time i do travel i'll take that rig out for two weeks and it's so much more fun and when i'm not using it see it's an investment i work with outdoorsy and i rent it out you know so that's great people rent it out for like two three weeks at a time for 200 bucks a day you know and it's just like so it's an airbnb it's an air it's a home on wheels yeah literally it's a home on wheels and so like how much 
work went into making the van like Ooh, i'm oh sure God. you like you like built it out right all of our yeah all it's by crazy. ourselves is this youtube university youtube university that's <laughs> okay. yeah, fine okay. and you know it was a shit show dude we did it in one month oh wow, oh, wow. yeah we were getting are mad. you handy you're a handy guy <laughs> dude <laughs> no. bro I'd be hiring I, guys off Fiverr every day. I'd be like, task rabbit. Task rabbit. I'd be like, yo, oh I need a guy God. to drill this. I need a guy yeah, to do this. Dude, so I did not know how to measure wood. I didn't know how to use a power drill in my life. Mm -hmm. My wife knew more than me. And I, I was like, I got to do something. So it was like 18 hour days, man. I'm talking wow. about like, so we were getting rid of our house. Okay. Uh, we didn't own, we just rented, but we were getting rid of our house. We were getting married the next day. We were leaving to Italy for our honeymoon and coming back straight into the van. So we had this sharp deadline that we needed to get this thing done or we were gonna be homeless after wow. our, our wedding. So we were, you know, determined to get it done and we, we got it done, you know, so. Pulling late nights on YouTube. Grinding. Oh my God, it was time like, we're like, what did we, what did we get ourselves into? But it, dude, it was, uh, it was a project that I'm stoked I did mm -hmm. because now like I understand how woodworking is and I, I do have a small passion for it. It's an art itself, you know, yeah. and um, I'm glad I, I got it because it was a really good investment and now I have equity built into the mm -hmm. van. so. It's not a good time to buy right now, but mm. I have that, you know, and, and you know, if I sell it, I, I would be, you know, you know, profiting mm, pretty yeah. good on it right now. On the van life tour, are you stopping mainly at Walmarts? Is it targets? What allows you to stay overnight? Um, well, usually I don't van life in LA. Like okay. I, I would van life probably like in the Southwest or in Oregon, but okay. dude, you could pull off in anywhere, especially in our van. It doesn't matter. They're cool with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it looks stealthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a basic white van. I don't put anything exterior to make it look like it's an adventure mobile. Mm. So it just looks like a regular cargo van. I could sleep in a, we've slept in neighborhoods. We always pick the nice ones. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we yeah. don't pick the sketch spots, but, um, yeah so have you have you guys ever been in one i mean you've been in mine right <laughs> yeah. i've been in one i saw you know danny mcgee no I, he's, I he's a van life dude but i've been in his and it was it was cool he had totally decked out he had a shower he had a yeah. little place to stay but he goes all over like pacific he's an fpv guy he goes okay. every, everywhere in the van flying that pnw yeah that's oh, the yeah. best way to do van life because mm -hmm. of the climate conditions i didn't put an ac or a shower or a toilet and the pnw oh wow is the yeah. best is the best spot you said it's like stable you know okay. you want to you want to have like 50, 60, 70 degree wet. And the 70 is pushing it. So no bathroom, where are you going to the bathroom? Dude, when you're on the road, uh -huh. believe it or not, there's bathrooms everywhere. It's it. We don't have problems finding bathrooms. Are like rest stops and stuff like that? Yeah, rest stops, but like usually there's, they're, they're just accessible mm. anywhere, mm. you know? Like that's one thing that we didn't have a problem, but with showers, you know, like- yeah. 24 hour fitness or what? What's well, the Planet Fitness is Planet better. Fitness. They're everywhere. So you could shower mm. anywhere, get a good workout in. So it wasn't, uh, it's just not the ideal lifestyle. It's, you know. Which is funny because it looks extremely glamorous mm -hmm. on social media mm -hmm. and there's a huge culture around van life. Oh yeah. And like, you, like, obviously you're an incredible photographer. So like you're in this really cool van and you're capturing these amazing photos. Like every mm -hmm. day you're waking up to these new spots. So from the outside looking in, like it looks amazing. Yeah. And I was going to ask like, what are like the pros and cons of oh, like living in the, in the van, but you pretty much answered mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So like you ever see like, what's it really looking like? Yeah. And bro, it's Instagram it's versus that. reality. Instagram mm -hmm. yeah. versus reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I said the pros and cons, yeah. you know, it's, it's, 
definitely the the memories outweigh the cons you know like sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable to make those type of memories but yeah. that year of my life i'm never getting back and honestly like i did it with you know my wife yeah brand yeah. new married and you know it felt great it felt great i was like this is dope yeah but it was hard yeah, and i'm that. not doing that again I'm yeah. like, i need a house <laughs> in the in the van life situation is is your wife an early riser or is she a night out <clears throat> we call the nighttime sketch boy hours so are you <laughs> are you like a sketch boy hours kind of guy or are you like early bird dude um it depends no when you flip I'm, flop i'm gonna be honest with you when i'm with my wife and we're sleeping together mm-hmm. we'll we're we would like push each other to sleep longer so she, <laughs> like she would be tired and then we'll start cuddling and then we'll just go again and we'll just like just go back to sleep and then wake up and then go back to sleep and then by the time you know it, it's like nine ten <laughs> but we're like every night we're like all right, let's wake up at four in the morning. Let's catch the sunrise, you know? Oh, so you're like, you're waking up, catching the sunrise oh, and, and going, going back, back to, bed? to bed. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But sometimes, most of the time we didn't do that because we were just like, because we, we have like those uh, insulated uh, window covers. Sure. It's pitch black in there. You don't know when it's like sunny or, yeah. you know, nighttime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a wild lifestyle. Yeah, it's cool for two weeks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you feel like you got a ton of cool content though out of no. it? No. No, really? Surpri- okay. It was, it was, and I'm just being honest. Yeah, like, no, I appreciate I, the honesty. I, I was trying to balance out all of like those cons, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I was ready because what I did was I jumped the gun because of the idea, mm-hmm. the thought, that glamorous lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Babe, let's get a van. Let's go be van lifers. This content's <laughs> about to be wild. I never did any of that. <laughs> like, like Chris hasn't posted in months. <laughs> bro, I think I got like two van posts in my Instagram. And, um, you know, it was just something that, you know, it was the idea. But the beauty out of all of that, I had a, I have an investment that mm-hmm. I got, you know, so it works out. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Switching gears for a second. Before we continue this conversation, I just want to give a little bit of a warning about what we're about to talk about. From minute 45 to 59, Chris talks about some pretty heavy stuff with drugs and alcohol. So if that is at all a trigger for you or you would not like to listen, you can just skip ahead to about the 59 or 60 minute mark. We just wanted to give you guys a heads up. I watched one of your videos, the I turned 29, uh, not 30. Yeah. That was a great video. I loved how you, you just like set the camera up and we're just like talking about what's going on. Thank you. You talked about how when you turned 23, your like life kind of started in a new direction Mm because you got sober. Mm -hmm. Are you able to talk a little bit about that and your experience with like getting clean? Of course. Okay, cool. What do you guys want to (laughs) know? I just want to know like, I don't know, kind of like the story of like what it was like getting clean and like how your life has changed since Mm -hmm. then. What was going on in that period? Yeah. Well, at 23. I mean, it it was just a buildup of everything that I've gone through as a child, you know? Um, and growing up where I come from, you know, everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own ups and downs, you know? Nobody's story is worse. Nobody's story is greater me where i come from i just so happen to be in living um differently than uh, a regular kid that had a mom and dad growing mm-hmm. up you know um i've been adopted four times and um my biological mother 
you know, she was on the streets when, you know, I was born and, you know, so I was born in a prison and, um, you know, having already that, that statistic, um, underhand of like, yo, like this kid is, you know, born the way he is and, you know, all odds are against him if he ever does do drugs because of what my mom was doing, you know? So, um, you know, growing up and, uh, my, you know, my life was pretty much like kind of hidden from all of the families that I was with. So being out on the streets, skateboarding and drinking and, you know, just partying with the homies, I didn't know how big and disastrous that was, you know? So it was, um, you know, started drinking at nine and it was really just a gradual process from nine to 23, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, it, I I always say like my life really didn't start until I was 23 because before that it was a whole different side of what you're seeing today. You know, like it took a lot to get here as, as my own self, you know, um, a lot of resentments, a lot of like internal stuff that I didn't, I couldn't understand and, and realize um, until I did the work, you know, and it was more of like that spiritual internal work. It doesn't have to do with God or any anything. It was just me and my self-awareness and my understanding to like, you know what? I'm okay with being okay. And this is what I went through. Now embrace it and let's do something with this, you know? And, you know, like I said, with the statistics, you know, jails, institution, and death is where I was headed. Okay. And that was i was always constantly like why me why me the world this pointing fingers at everybody else you know and that whole combination with resentment is like it's a killer dude because that resentment is a full-time job and you take it everywhere you go and you bring your own people around you that love you down and you don't realize it because you're so selfish and you're so sucked into your own bubble so how was getting sober that was the hardest thing i ever did and it was the best thing that i ever did because it allowed me to put on a different pair of glasses and look at the world differently and embrace who i was it's okay that i'm different you know as a kid going and knocking on you know other people's doors and saying hey can your son play you know where's your parents i don't know and like when i started getting older and those questions started coming and then i was like where are my parents who am i you know then having to realize you know other things and events um that happened in my life later on and started to be like yo this is not who i like and you know, it took a long time for me to accept that. And yeah, like sobriety is a huge part of my, my life and my story. And so is drugs and alcohol. And, um, you know, I've been sober for coming on six years. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah thank and you I for picked, sharing that. Yeah. yeah. And I picked up the camera in rehab because, you know, shout out to my wife. I've been with her since I was 13. Wow. And, you know, <clears throat> she got to see that whole process you know and we're 29 now and um 
I'm so thankful that I could say that I have a human being that I absolutely love unconditional because I know what unconditional is because I've been with her half of my lifetime, if you think about it, you know? Yeah. You're more. Yeah, more. Literally. Yeah, I've more. been with her more than half of my lifetime. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a perfect relationship. We split apart. We did our own thing. But the thing is, is that we we did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we're okay now. Yeah. And um, that, you know, she she has helped me more than I can describe. You know, she's a trooper, mm-hmm. you know? And um, because of my sobriety, like I was able to not only give myself uh, another chance at life, I gave this beautiful human being another chance at life, you know? And it feels good every day waking up, you know? Like every day, like I get to wake up and I'll be like, I remember what I did last night. (laughs) Dude, the dream, waking up next to her, it's, you know, it's like, it feels great. Yeah. And then when I have a bad day, I'm like, you know, I have a lot of bad days, you know, we all do. Yeah. Then I'm like, man, compared to what it used to be like, this has got to be the best day of my life. Because seriously, like, I mean, I don't have the most money. I'm not getting the craziest gigs, the coolest gear, whatever. But like, I feel like I'm living the dream because I have, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm just stable. No, you definitely, I think you definitely are living the dream. And when when you were 23 what was what was that day like when you decided like i need to check in to rehab was it friends was it your wife at the time or yeah was it a, something that you saw um yeah um so it was very it was just a lot of like like a lot of bad events right like i was blacking out for not just days but weeks you know and and like i would wake up and like i would just describe my alcoholism at the end stages of my last two years of like i would crack open that can flash people are laughing another flash people are crying looking at me another flash i'm waking up from the floor another flash i'm with the wrong people i should not be with or i'm waking up in the middle of the desert with my windshield cracked open, my car open, bottle of Norco's, like rubbing alcohol. It was just like, it does not make sense. So I feared that, you know, it was either this or that, you know, and months before I went to rehab, um, long story short, um, I was managing a weed shop in East LA. And long, long story short, the guy came in, uh, this guy, the owners of the shop's little cousin came in and um, pointed the gun at me, pointed the gun at himself. And this is when we closed the shop down. So he was in there with us. We were stuck in an encapsulated area and he had the shotgun pointed at me, pointed at myself and my dog was trying to like paw him. So he looked down and like, I was so fucked up. I don't even know how I did this. I don't know how to disarm people. And, um, you know, I went to go try to disarm him and then like we were fighting for the gun and this is all on film on security camera footage and like he just blew his brains out and like it went in my mouth and everything and like it was just you know those it was it was just a lot of those type of events in my life were happening you know it wasn't just that event Mm -hmm. it was though like that times like 20 30 other you know events Mm -hmm. and it was like damn any 
one of these events, I'm going to end up dying, you know? Veronica and I weren't really together. She just gave me a number. This is the rehab. It's all on you now, you know? And so I called the rehab and I, uh, you know, thank God since I've been, you know, adopted and I'm in the foster care, foster care system, Medi-Cal was able to pay for that rehab. So they got me in the next day. And what did I do? I went to go get a celebratory fucked up. That's how sick in the head I was. I was like, I'm going to rehab. Let's get smashed. You know, so I really was like my whole entire ideology of like life was whole different, you know, perspective. Um, and like, I'm, you know, that was my last time getting messed up, curled up in a ball, shaking with like, you know, just was so like, I did a lot of narcos. So, you know, I was kicking that with kicking is like um, going through withdrawals in rehab that was so hard bro so hard but you know i embraced every second of it and veronica had given me this uh this little camera this little canon camera that i had and um it's crazy because i've always been a writer and so like even on day one i was just miserable just had a notebook and i had a fresh notebook and i took a picture on day one of my rehab and just of little things and I wrote a page of what I saw and what I felt. And I think that's how I really, I just like turned into a way different person. It was hard, sobriety was hard, but I fell in love with this expression that I was figuring out as a skateboarder. You know, I broke 24 bones in my body from skateboarding. I felt like a clipped bird, you know, I couldn't fly. And that was also a huge resentment. You know, I couldn't shred the way I, I used to. And I just felt useless, you know? And there was no reason, you know? I, I've always been a creative. I've always been a, an artist, something that exerts something out into the world, you know? And this whole, when I say photography the second time, right? This is the whole new pair of glasses right here. And, um, I, you know, started just taking pictures every day, writing a page about it, day one, day two, day three. You know, I did 60 days in there. And uh, there's a lot of ups and downs, you know? And um, I I just remember getting my like, you know, 30 day sobriety chip. And I was like, you know, I want to start a photography business one day. And everybody laughed. They're like, oh, you don't know how to live sober. Just sit down, which was funny, you know, cause it's true. But I was like very serious about it. Like I wanted to learn it, you know? And um, yeah, like that whole process, man, like it was, I thought it was gonna get better when I got sober, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it's, that's what's supposed to happen. But two weeks after I got, you know, out of rehab, my best friend, my like my brother, he, like, you know, I was living with him and he, he shot himself, you know, lost the house, lost, you know, the job that I was having planet fitness, you know, I was trying to get up on my feet and, you know, it was just a really tough moment. And I'm like, damn. And then like, here I am at another rock bottom in my life, you know, and I'm just like, I started laughing. 
I was like, man, you know, like, this is supposed to be better. But I could either do this or I could do that. And I remember telling my really good friend, Jordan, I, I freaking love him, dude. I was like, I'm going to try to give this photography thing my all, you know? And like, skateboarding taught me how to put your all and effort into something. If you really want it, you're going to go get it by all means, you know? Not just five, ten hours, you know? You do like as much as you can all day, every day, cancel everything out. So I did that. And I learned everything that I could possibly do about photography. And then I started going on hikes. And then someone was like, hey, I love your pictures. You know how to do quinceañeras? I'm like, yeah, 50 bucks. (laughs) I can learn how to do a quinceañera. 50 bucks, dude. (laughs) And um, that led from one thing to another. And then Jay Ford came back into my, well, he was never in my life before. We went to the same high school. Okay, cool. Mm. And um, he was like, yo, bro, we're in Palmdale. We shoot like. What's good, bro? <laughs> classic classic yeah, like, What's good, bro? The shoot. <laughs> and I was shooting, you know, palm trees and he was shooting like, you know, college chicks and we we're like, yo, like let's let's collaborate, let's do something. And this dude Jay, man, like that dude's like he's he's my brother, he's my best friend. You know, I love him. And um he we just like we just got together and just started talking ambition, you know, ambition and dreams, you know. He was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to take over the Palmdale Antelope Valley market, you know. He's like, no, bro, think bigger. Let's think worldwide. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then we were just like, let's start doing like some ideas and let's start pitching to brands and let's start doing this. And then he was just like, yeah, bro, one day I'm going to get a studio in Hollywood. Watch. And I'm like, he was like, what do you want to do? Like, and I told him, I was like, I want to build a van, <laughs> you know, and I want to do travel work and I want to travel the world. And, you know, and dude, we, me and him really just like put out our dreams and we always tell our dreams together, you know, and we just like, I don't know. It just happens, man. And we're just like, so like we pump each other up, bro. Oh yeah. Dude, no, I feel, I I feel that dude. I think living with him has Mm -hmm. done that for us. I I swear we'll be in here late at night and we just talk and nothing, especially when you, I don't know if I'm I'm just speaking for myself, but in college I didn't necessarily, in high school, I didn't Mm -hmm. have people that were, that were like motivating and behind me doing Mm -hmm. the things that I wanted to do. And so it was so refreshing to, you know, meet a few people like that in school. And then you come out here Mm -hmm. and I like, God bless meeting him and Chase. And it's like, it's contagious. That energy is infectious, especially when you've never been around people that are like that. And they're Mm -hmm. all really trying to do something that's a little different than, yeah. you know, that they don't want to do everything the same as everybody else. They want to go a little right. And 100%. most people, most people call you crazy for that. Yep. Like you're insane. Be realistic. You can't do that. You know, like, mm-hmm. like you're the people that you were experiencing in rehab, like I want to be a photographer and they're like, all right, whatever. Like yeah. pick something realistic, you know? And <laughs> yeah. it's amazing to see that you st- like, was there anyone else besides Jay before you met Jay in your life that was pushing you and saying like, they believed in you or was it all self-belief? to get you to continue to pursue the photography yeah um my my boy jordan like mm. he he always believed in me and you know like he was just like just always hyping up my work even when like 
it wasn't that like it wasn't good mm-hmm. and i was like bro i know you're lying to me i know you're <laughs> lying to me. you're a good friend jordan yeah oh and then and, but he was just always like you know he's saying like bro just put your all into it like mm-hmm. i think something could happen he's like i know something could happen i was like are you sure all right i'm gonna try it but yeah jordan and veronica and jay wow seriously yeah like it's amazing and my boy kenny like he sold me um when i got fired from planet fitness which that was my last job i ever worked like payroll job mm. i used that last check to buy um this uh canon camera oh yeah so that's um, amazing dude it was the 5d mark ii i believe yes uh, and um yeah kenny those those four people that were just like pushing me once you got the 5d in your hands did you feel like when you opened that box that like life kind of changed were you like yeah, I, i'm I was, like i don't have a choice now <laughs> yeah, like, bro, it was my I last was, like, shooting flowers I was like, <laughs> dude like, we, we all shoot flowers, flowers dude what's <laughs> everybody when they start yeah, their photography you, you walk around you flick up yeah. some flowers it was the nifty 50 <laughs> like 1.8 1. 1.8 like the blurry background uh, like, this looks so professional yeah. <laughs> you know um but yeah it was that that so you, so you start shooting every you're shooting anything and everything you get done at planet fitness how mm-hmm. how do you start to make money and kind of you know, dude pave your i way? was like in debt like 10k dude and like my car was i had such a bad interest rate on it, it was such a nightmare and um like i said the quinceanera jobs came in the port mm-hmm. these all these like lifestyle kids mm-hmm. started coming in and then like within six months bro out of like sobriety or out of rehab i'm full-time like i'm like paying my my rent i could get a spot for me to live in and like i paid off all my debt and i'm like making you know pretty good money and i was like all right it's time to like fully you know embrace this and you know then started learning a little bit about the business side of wedding photography and then started doing like it got to like 30 like almost 40 a year you know like uh weddings Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was like in between that time i was just so on this like high because i'm like new lifestyle i'm sober and like in between that i would go out and do like massive missions you know to go travel and see Mm. big sur for the first time and i didn't know what travel photography was and uh that's how i like i loved that's how i got my passion into travel because i have you guys ever been to the horseshoe bend no but it looks amazing okay the one in arizona yes no i have dude all right my first trip to the southwest right I pull up to this thing and I swear, like this was like back when I was, I had an on-camera flash thinking that I was about to fill flash the shadows of this. <laughs> of the, <laughs> of the whole thing, he's like, no, just hold it right yeah, there. You just <laughs> hold it to the right. This, Bro, this, this thing will work on so this whole buddy. That is hilarious. Thinking that I'm really about to fill flash like this. <laughs> the whole Grand, the whole the Grand, whole Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> watch this watch this this is about to be a banger but no what was crazy is that i thought i was the first person to ever stumble on that landscape oh. and i was like i'm about to post this on instagram <laughs> and um that's how i got into like the travel like community and industry and i was like oh dude everybody shot this photo <laughs> like, hashtag horseshoe bend that's so Phil funny. flash <laughs> yeah Where, where's like your favorite place that your adventures have taken you oh my gosh um it i feel like they all vary you know like i i've been into like very rural areas in like guatemala which very holds a special part the world is so diverse there's so many different angles to it and there's so many different feelings to it 
Um, I think my favorite places, like I said, like that has led me with the camera is not the landscape, but it's the people. Mm. And as coming into like the photojournalistic perspective, some of my best works is kind of weird to say this, but it's not even just the photos, me being able to be in that area to like interact with these people. I went to this place called Quetzaltenango, right? And those people are so beautiful. I went into this village and all of these little kids have never seen a camera in their life. And I like showed them the camera and seeing their faces light up, I was like, it almost put me in tears. I was like, this is why I'm, I'm doing this. Like, you know, and, it, and I think it like, when I think about why I do what I do with travel photography, they say like, oh, it's a very oversaturated niche. And it's a, if I'm trying to go get those Instagram bangers that are like everybody shooting, of course. Yeah. I do this a lot for because of where I come from. I'm not supposed to be here. You know, I want to see more of this because like every everywhere I go, this wasn't supposed to happen. And it really puts me in this gratitude, this appreciation. Like I come from not of this and I'm so blessed to experience this. And that really inspires me and keeps pushing more. And then when you could put it in an artistic expression, right? Mm -hmm. Minimalism and all that cool stuff, right? Yeah. Putting color palettes together. Then it's like, it's addicting, you know? But yeah, like I think like, Gets out the Nengo, Chile. I mean, when I when I went out with like Sam. Oh my gosh, dude. Sam. Oh, you guys got you guys, you guys yeah. chefed. That was yeah. beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And especially like, you know, with the camera and like, you know, with Sam, like like before like we knew each other, I was just a fan that he never wrote back to. <laughs> <laughs> That's so and, funny. um it it was just, you know, like being out there and you know, with my wife and everything. It's just like damn man like it's not just like these crazy locations it's just the opportunity yeah it's like i'm just i do it for the opportunity i love that yeah. one of my personal favorite shots that you've got i believe it was cinque terre with the lightning um which one you had one wait i can pull it up it was yeah, um, pull it up right now oh us. in um in, in italy in italy oh yeah yeah that hold on that morning yeah, that was an F-16 shot. Well, oh, dude, that was an F-16 Now you're shot. playing with me. Now I don't <laughs> know what's like, truth or not. Wide open or F-16. Let me see if I can find dude, it. Dude, that morning was wild. That was my first storm I ever caught, I think. Um, that kind of sparked the love for the storms? I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't know how to chase them. We just woke up from our balcony and, and we're bang. like, no way uh, this is happening. And uh, yeah, that that whole entire like... Yeah, Italy. You, have you have you been in Positano? No, uh, yeah, I need. I really, was it Positano? Yeah, I really Positano. need to go. I need to go to when I was studying abroad. We were supposed to go, and mm -hmm. I never got to make it out there. But where did you? So I was uh, stationed in Prague in the Czech Republic. Oh, I whoa, that's I probably really liked a vibe. It. it was huh? cool. It was super. It was cheap. It was people were super nice. It was it was fun. Great food. Great food yeah, in the Czech the Republic, up, and yeah. it was like ten bucks for like a gourmet meal. Whatever, whatever you catch it, you get. Wow, dude, oh, come on, R.I.P. Let's go, Okay, wait. I need to find this because it's it, gonna. It's kind of you just clicked out yeah. of it. No, it's like it's an insane shot. And the reason why is because you talk about how there's these places that everybody's shot and you've seen a million 
different. Oh, yeah. You've seen a million of the same shot of the same area. This one. the same composition. Oh, and like, wow. I've never seen a yeah, shot like seen, that. Haven't seen one. Like yeah, that. insane. That, Dude, I also was, am mesmerized by the fact that you aren't really touching these up. Like, no, that's yeah, that's like <laughs> no, that's wild. So yeah, like, I mean, it looks like I mean, you would think like oh, I photoshopped yeah, that bolt yeah, in there. Yeah, but, in the world of AI and just where everything's going, yeah, I think that's really cool that you have that you're like, hey, I really try to just preserve what I'm seeing. Yeah, and show you guys exactly how it looks. Mm -hmm. that's yeah, awesome. I mean, that was like, like I told you, like when I went to like a minimal style, like mm. I ended up putting a little bit more of like. Um, certain tones in my in my photos yeah but that was back then when i would just keep it like completely natural and just raw wow um crazy yeah it's beautiful but uh yeah like that that night or it was that morning it was wild i was showing like the locals and they're like we've never seen this <laughs> yeah. you know like it, it was cool they're like this is an influencer in the water doing it yeah. yeah. go stand in the water yeah. babe. Go. that's so funny that's if, hilarious if someone was wanting to get into landscape mm -hmm. photography what would you tell a kid out in nebraska right now who might want to do what you're doing or kind of embark on a similar journey dude i mean it's it's very cliche to say but like go out there right mm. and and you know before you go out there have that prior knowledge you know learn the exposure triangle mm. know what this affects you know know how it affects your you know mm. composition and kind of really study light a lot of people want to like talk gear first they like they think they need this amazing camera but in reality dude this thing is so beast yeah like yeah. you can make some insane just stuff to start like it's not an excuse to not start right mm -hmm. yeah but like light is the most important thing for you know you you have this subject right that thing is going to stay the same no matter what but you get a lightning bolt or you get like some really good you know rim lighting backlighting you know you're going to get this shot that is kind of unique you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think that light really sculpts an image to um the type of mood you're looking for you know on the topic of light do you find yourself shooting into the sun a lot of the times and playing with it more like harsh do you find yourself like trying to backlight a subject if i if i had to choose yeah. right because i usually just work with what i got mm -hmm. if, if you i had to choose if i had to choose i would choose um soft light okay okay soft light yeah like, like sun this, is sun this is, hour look at this hour this is where sun light. has just set down mm -hmm. okay so it's like yeah. right in between golden yeah. and blue yeah that little very small period uh -huh. okay that's your or favorite time if I'm, I'm gonna have like the last bit of light mm. you know rim light you mm. know backlight you know okay. super good mm. um yeah that's okay that's or i like sometimes like car like car lights, car lights. hitting in fog oh, oh yeah Ooh, Ooh, so fire okay okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. i see it i see it <laughs> um, what do you like what do you like shooting i feel like backlight for video looks probably oh, for sure yeah. probably yeah. the best i i mm -hmm. feel like when i front light them like it just looks uh little, yeah. they're like squinting and stuff yeah like, mm -hmm. oh my god yeah so backlight, some kickers some yeah accents i feel, I feel like when in doubt i always try to backlight if i'm outside yeah during, for sure. during the harsher daylight yeah i feel like i don't even try to shoot if it's harsh daylight in, yeah i feel like i find myself the c70 films so good in, in harsh light though. it does it, it takes does those shadows oh it's pretty dude the c70 oh, hits. Yeah. i love it i will say like i've been shooting a little bit more just like for fun landscape stuff mm -hmm. travel stuff and if it's too soft of light like 
I feel as though hard light gives a little bit more dimension. Like mm, if yeah. you can utilize the shadows, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. can make some really interesting looking images. I feel like if it's too soft of light, like in the middle of the day, it's kind of like a little bit flat of an image. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I, I really respect like other like um, styles of photography. Like you got that real edgy editorial yeah. look with portraiture. Like even though like I shoot travel and like, yeah. you know, adventure stuff. I really love like watching like the fashion and stuff or like the the other type of portraiture like high-end stuff and I, I really like that harsh light yeah edgy shadows that's sick do you yeah. feel like you pull inspo from them for your landscape stuff or is it um, is it strictly landscape people that you kind of look at or do I, you, I don't I okay, don't, don't I don't look at mm. like landscape um people I I honestly like do you know Chris Burchard by chance? You know Burkhard? Burkhard. Yeah. He's so sick. Yeah. Dude. Chris Burkhard. He's an OG. Yeah. yeah he's OG. Dude. And um, his film. Have you seen his films? I've seen the the one in Iceland. The yeah. surfing one. Owner. It was really yeah. good. Owner. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Is that where they're surfing mm -hmm. under? Under the, the Aurora North Borealis. Star. Yeah. Oh, no. You haven't seen the other Dif one. No. There's a different Go one. Go look at Owner. That was his previous one. That was more like... um. That was more like a BTS-ish, oh, okay, vlog okay. Th This one is just a This one is on the Venice film. 2. Like, this was oh, like production. Wow. Okay. And, uh, bro. Wow. He's a beast. Oh, dog. Shh. Yeah. Quiet down, He's been baby. so good. He's been, He's been so, so good, good this, whole I know, this whole time. <laughs> go, look at, go look at Chris Burkhardt's other films. And that's really some inspirational stuff that like um, I admire, that I aspire not to like recreate, but mm. like the type of stuff that he's mixing photojournalism into like film and yeah. video. And but in the travel and adventure field. That's what I found so crazy about like what you're saying, guys like him is, it's literally the image. And I, and I feel like as, as we get further and further away from, or be, everything becomes more digital and more, oh, I just made this from the comfort of my own home. I feel like people are gonna start to really appreciate like, yo, no, this is, this is exactly what this crazy world that we got is, yeah. is producing on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's cool about yeah. video. Like I. I'm not gonna lie, I like video more than photo. Oh, okay. You know, let's go. I'm a photographer, you know, but mm. I I always say like, I've never looked at a photo and cried. I've looked at a, a movie and I've cried. There's just an emotion that you can get out of video that you just cannot do with photo. And like, I can't, I'm not the type of photographer to make those one really good solid one of one images. Like that's why I put together a series of images together because like, I, I don't know. And that's why video comes into play because you're looking at 24 images mm -hmm. in one second, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, they say, you know, uh, a picture paints a thousand words. Can you imagine what a video can do yeah. dude, with sound, <laughs> sound color, like Millions story? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's facts. Um, okay, I had I had one question for you. What's good? You What's recently good? had a billboard yeah. in Times Square. Yeah. Talk to me about how that happened. How did the billboard come about? Um, what was that feeling like when you saw it up in Times yeah, Square? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that was wild. It was, you know, like when we got hurt, when we, when we heard the news of that, you know, we like my buddy Jordan, you know, that I mentioned and, um, Veronica, we flew out and we're just, you know, we made a cool little vlog and stuff. And then like, we just got, you know, uh, word that it was going to be on one of the biggest ones out there, um, starting midnight. So it was like going there and like traveling to New York. And the last time I was there, I was like really like fucked up, you know? So it was like a night and day experience. And it was just pretty cool, dude, to kind of like, that was one of the things that I wrote in rehab, you know, like I want to be published by Vogue magazine one day. I want to get a billboard in Times Square. I want to do this. I want to do that. And like, I, I, I wrote it 
and it and i and i did it and I, did. I i swear i'm not making this up man and i and i i like i said i embraced that moment mm. and i like i owned it you know and i i felt it and i was like this is what i'm here for you know and i felt so it's crazy dude like it's wild like i i didn't think that was gonna happen like that but man anything is really possible dude like i used to drink rubbing alcohol and then to that like anybody could do anything if that mm -hmm. could happen you know like yeah. and that's what i would say to anybody that's struggling mm -hmm. like if you really believe in yourself and you really work hard to it write it down write it down and continue to write it down because you could i mean i feel like i'm a i'm a big believer in what you put out is what you're gonna get mm -hmm. you know and that you know that cycle that process if you write it down like i, I write in my office on the, like this little board mm. what i want to achieve and what i want to learn by the end of the month or like a quarterly and like i'll look back on it and i'm like oh dude i i did it i like i naturally learned it because i just worked on it a little mm. bit you know write it down I, yeah. i'm with you though dude yeah. i think writing that it, is huge. if you if you have a good idea and it's just stuck up in your brain it's in a graveyard yeah and, until you write it down and it becomes like a living thing you yeah know? it's like okay that's the thing that we can attempt to work towards it's yeah so true I'm, I'm a big believer in writing it down i have journals and journals so you write too yeah i write so too I, i've switched over to the ipad but i think oh no way but bro. i think i'm gonna swap back i'm gonna swap back to the mm -hmm. the good old book the classic style of yeah, just pen and there's paper. some about it dude you get like distracted yeah 100 on instagram yeah i know quick. yeah i go yeah. pop on when i was in bali i left it at a tiny airbnb the journal and i was like dude i gotta fucking figure out how to get back this journal and this guy had drove like an hour and a half no an way. hour and a half i was like dude no i will drive back like i trust me please don't look at the journal you're gonna think yeah. i'm insane and, and, <laughs> put me on a watch list or some shit from reading this journal and he, he met me like an hour and a half away and i gave him money for like damn to what me, a but, trooper but shout out you got to keep those journals safe dude yeah can't be sure. can't be keeping them like random yeah. place i left it in the bike seat you know in the middle <laughs> oh uh, does it when you pop it up yes, for the dude, helmet classic oh, you know God, classic i know like but i'm i believe in the writing thing i think have it's you big. have you read your previous writings i have i go uh, back for I, real? I feel like um when I'm like down a little bit, mm -hmm. I'll pop back and open and just see where, where I was at a year ago. And mm -hmm. I feel like as a, as a person who I'm always trying to get better and learn stuff, right. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very easy to take what you have for granted to take, mm -hmm. take this podcast for, for granted, you know, and you look mm -hmm. back a year ago, I would have died to be in this spot or yeah. you just get complacent with the work that you're doing or sure. the things that you're, you know, you're traveling to and you're like, Oh, this could, this could be better. It's like, well, you would have died for this. Like yeah, a couple sure. years ago, you would have done anything in your power to like, just live in LA with a creative person. Right. I would have died for that. Y yeah. You for know? Sure, right? And so I think that like, it is important to write out how you're feeling and the things that you mm -hmm. want to do. And I think you have something to keep yourself accountable, especially if you don't have friends mm -hmm. to keep you accountable. You mm -hmm. can write it down and like, that is your, that's your other accountability buddy of like, Hey, did I, just your word you know mm -hmm. did you do this thing and you become more in tune to how you're feeling definitely right? yeah 100 yeah. i couldn't figure it out yeah yeah i actually like it used to be it used to give me anxiety to like sit down and mm. journal what to start with huh? and then um i went to bali for two weeks and i got a journal and i just started journaling every day and it's not every single day but like i'll do streaks of like oh i've written for like two weeks straight but yeah, I really enjoy it now. It's no longer like anxiety. It's like part of my morning routine. Routine. And yeah. I really like it. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to go back and look at them all too. Dude, so I haven't read any of the journal entries that I wrote 
from rehab because I know that when I'm 40 mm. and I go through another rock bottom, because we're all going to go through yeah. our seasons, you know, mm-hmm. I know that that's going to save my life. So I'm like saving it, you know, mm-hmm. like I haven't read them. I'm like, I keep them, but yeah. I haven't read them. Like I haven't read anything because like when I, I don't know how you guys write, but like when I write, I write a journal entry to my future self. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling my future self what I did and what I felt that day, obviously. And, um, you know, what, I needed to improve on on that day, you mm. know. But I don't know. It's really weird because, like, I think that's cool though. Yeah, I, I think everybody's got their own little way. Um, like, way, and there, yeah, there's not. I feel like there's no like, like right way to do it. No, no, yeah. there's not. You just yeah. write. Yeah. You just go. You know. Sometimes I make like tables or I so, draw yeah. what I want. Some people see. got the bullet point method. I'm like, yeah. dude, just literally get the fucking book. It's like <laughs> just start, just start talking into it, <laughs> yeah. dude. Just feel whatever you're feeling. Like you might yeah. write a page. You might write five sentences that day yeah yeah you know until you get like your rhythm with it but i think it's pivotal dude i'm so with you on that and Mm -hmm. i think like when you hit those little moments you're like that benchmark you're like yes dude i I, like kept a promise to myself Mm -hmm. you know so it's to build your confidence and whatnot yeah i haven't wrote i'm telling you right now i haven't wrote in a couple months Mm. but you know like as you know just life gets in the way yeah and it's so hard trying to keep that perfect healthy routine yeah. on the road and that's the balance dude it's it's really hard sometimes like my body's thrashed right now sleeping mm. in weird places yeah i can only imagine yeah yeah and it's i don't know how other people do it you know like it's i was on the road for like a year and a half touring and like not that that's the same but like just even not sleeping in your own bed and like little sleep and yeah, it just, it can be pretty brutal. And then for that lifestyle, like it's hype, like yeah. it's nighttime, yeah. late nights, yeah. late mornings, yeah. right? True. Yeah, man, I can imagine. Yeah. Like, it's like, how do you, how do you eat right, gym, be creative? Oh, I couldn't. You don't. I no. don't. Yeah, yeah you that's don't. the answer. You don't. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's is that all like when some people, I mean, I guess they... Dude, some it's people love real. that shit, dude. Yeah. You know, some people love that shit. Just, to, I feel like to each their own. Everyone's got their own, like, the, if what they can, yeah. what they can withstand, what mm-hmm. their body can put up with. I, I can't do the no sleep thing. Oh, dude, yeah, no. no. I mean, no. how old are you guys? Twenty six. I'm 26. about to turn twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I, I'm twenty nine. I, I don't know. I, I just can't stay up unless I'm actually shooting and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm about to go shoot some astro time lapses, you know, like then I'll pull the all nighter. But even then it just messes up my whole entire equilibrium. And I'm yeah. like, man, I like, I like, God, I don't drink because those hangovers yeah. are probably so tough. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I feel like as you get older, you, you realize that you're like, oh, I'm not only drinking today, I'm drinking for tomorrow. Kind yeah, of like yeah. your day tomorrow yeah. is, yeah. Oh is my gone. God. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's um, it's very interesting. I feel like as people get old, they start to realize that, and you're yeah. like, oh shit, I'm not going out as much. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I know. Like everybody's going to Alabama Hills, and I'm yeah. like, I could have gone tonight, like right after this, I could send it, right? Yeah. But I'm like, do I really want to do that? That's, yeah, oh, man, it's a lot. That's I know funny. all the homies are having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what do the next six to twelve months look like? What have you written down? that you might be wanting to uh, check off that list? So I I really want to, I'm working on some passion projects right now that are all just video based. And I really want to put, you know, like my travel and landscape, you know, perspective into these videos. Um, heavily focused on that. Also, I am heavily focused on um, starting a production. You know, because I, my, my idea, right, as I get older, I'm not going to wait 
like I told you, I'm not going to wait for a big gig to pay me or wait around for like those crossing finger gigs that are going to hit me and I'll be fine for a couple months. I need to own it and I need to start, you know, like being a business about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of looking into what are my resources and how can I outsource, right? And instead of saying no to the gigs and having too much pride, like, oh, I don't shoot that anymore. Being like, hey, that's a sell that mm. I could have A and B do and I could help do this and we all eat, yeah. you know? So, um, you know, I really want to work on finally establishing myself, you know? And it's okay if it doesn't have to be in the travel adventure industry. At the end of the day, I'm a business mm. and I want to you know, start bringing in something that I could be like, hey, I'm gonna buy a house in LA and I'm gonna be fine after taxes and I'm gonna be able to continue to do what I do because like, you know, like I said, I'm gonna do this with this travel stuff with or without getting paid. Mm. Oh, yeah. So Fuck yeah. I mean, go. like that's part of what my goal is and it's a grind. Yeah. I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. You guys are full-time creators. You yeah. guys know that this is space is a gr I feel like it's it's glorified like you said. Mm -hmm. So people don't realize how much work goes into oh what God. what every single person yeah. does and you don't see a lot of the behind the scenes. The late, oh my God. You yeah. don't see the late edits, you don't yeah. see the like early mornings. It's yeah. The contemplating I, life, like all that shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's um I really like I realized I don't even post as much and I'm just like Ah oh, man, it's so. We got the good thing for you. We got something for you. What happened? Thirty for thirty challenge. Hop oh, on with us. Get on it with us every day. Oh, Come on, man. get on it with I've us. I've seen that. Like I haven't even been on social, but uh, I know that you guys are doing that. Like, dude, hectic. you guys are hats off to you. How does that feel? Like, let me let me hear about that. What's what does that feel like? <laughs> we got a few days left, yeah. and it's easier during the week for me like i okay. dude my girlfriend got mad at me this morning because she was like oh, i thought we were gonna have a fun saturday and i was like i gotta get this fucking video done so it's like the oh weekends are God. tough because like i don't want to make something on a saturday or sunday um i gotta be better about like bulking it out but like seeing growth on social and like it's real yeah, yeah it's, it's, i feel like it's the first time i've seen it on instagram not coming from tiktok yeah realistically like ever. okay yeah i don't think there's ever been a time for me personally where i saw organic reach work whatever yeah. in my in my Especially time on instagram in this new era with nah. like the algorithm yeah the real the reels are doing well the carousels are doing well that's and good, that's dude. like a place where people will like discover you which yeah. is great and and i did it um i have like a coaching program with some peeps and they were a lot of them got jobs from it no so way. like a handful what? of people started doing it too and they were like yo i've never gotten hit up i'm like it's crazy when you post your work what consistently happens? yeah what happens yeah. because yeah. you never know who's I, I think i saw someone like last week a random sports creator that i know and he was like oh jordan Poole just like my post i'm like but they never would have done it if you wouldn't have posted damn you know you, ne you never think about the like the random accounts that just get yeah. oh this is chris's new post from chasing storms let me see what this guy's about oh he just had a cool podcast and they dive into your pod and then they you know they consume 10 pieces and they're like this kid's cool. Let's hire him for a campaign. You you, know? Yeah, you never, never know. know what, mm -hmm. like, or who is watching. Yeah, it's and, crazy. Yeah, Got a post, dude. You know, I, I feel like, for me, like, I... It, it takes a lot out of me to post, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, it's not like that I'm focused on numbers because I was focused on numbers like a year and a half ago and it, it put me in a bad mental space. Mm. I'm like, I was creating four numbers and I started losing passion for what I'm doing. And I was like, what am I doing, you know? But for me, like I genuinely have to feel it in my heart. Mm. Well, lately I can't because I'm just on the go, you know, but I have a lot of content that I'm like 
I can only imagine. I'm stoked on all this you video. You're got. just sitting on. I, yeah, I've got like, yeah, I'm stoked on the stuff that I'm sitting on. But when I post, like, I really want to make sure that it's true from the heart. Absolutely. Because um, with this, you know, new day uh, in this age of the algorithm, right? If a post is bad, we feel bad. You know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. natural. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I felt like that. And I made me uninspired you know but then i switched my mentality and i started trying to like post stuff that if i'm genuinely happy about it you know at the end of the day if it gets 10 likes or 100 likes i'm happy and i know i did my best and i'm happy with it so my process is like i want it to be something that i could look back on and be like hey i do like that but then at the same time how do people post consistent bangers? I, I don't know. Dude, it's crazy. They got to have yeah. an editor, dude, because mm. I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Carl. Dude, Carl. He's the goat. Carl's killing yeah. it. Yeah, he's crushing yeah. it, dude. It's hard to do it every day. It's difficult. But I think I, he has a team, right? He's, yeah. got, a, he's yeah. got a kid helping him edit. But yeah. it, it's like, even then, it's still hard. It still would so be. Still got to film it. Still got to film that still shit. Gotta come so up with come up with the concept. Yeah. You got to make it. You know, I'm sure he has like a week yeah. Where he's like, oh, we're yeah. gonna pump out twenty yeah. right oh, now, or for something sure. like that. It's, it, yeah, that. For you guys, like, what's your process on that? Do you like it's a right, shit I'll show, Chris? It's a shit show. I wake yeah, up. I say, what the fuck's the <laughs> video today, dude? What are we making? And it's like uh, running around. What are we gonna yeah, do yeah, with yeah. the concept? No, uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like in the, when SpongeBob had like when they asked him what his name is, and like they don't know his name, and they're all in there, and they're like, you guys don't know about this? <laughs> no. Oh yes, yeah. They're like, what's the name? That's how I feel every day. I'm like, what's the fucking video, dude? What are you doing? You guys like, all right before like if if i were to try to do something like that you guys wouldn't be like all right i'm gonna plan out the first 10 days so i have some lean yeah some you'd think Mm, but it's not like that i mean we we did a couple days and that's like when i feel like it does the most but then i'm in this weird space of in my brain i'm like like you said you don't want to i don't want to please the algorithm i don't want to just post it for the sake of like Mm -hmm. posting it but then on the flip i'm like well damn i wasn't posting shit (laughs) <laughs> so I need to I need to post something, you know. Yeah. I'm, I need to figure. I need to find a balance. So I feel like after the thirty days, I'm gonna just recoup and go Chill. see. Yeah, I'm just gonna see what what went well, yeah. what didn't work. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm still gonna keep posting. I'm gonna try and get a cadence that makes more sense for me. Mm-hmm. It won't be every day. I don't think. If in a perfect world, it mm-hmm. would be every day. I don't have the sanity though to do it every day. So I think maybe like three times a week and put three heaters out a week, yeah. put a little more time and energy into them so I can mm-hmm. be more, pr- like I'm proud of just getting something up, but I want to even be like more juiced about the yeah, stuff. Yeah, more juiced. Yeah. If I have more time, I think I could I, I could put it out because I feel like I've ripped the bandaid off of it being perfect. It's like, fuck it, who you're, cares? You're at that point where I'm you're at, like, I don't I'm care. Good. It doesn't matter to me anymore. That's good though. Yeah, right? no, that, it feels that, great, that, That's right? a hard thing to get over of like the perfection, like yeah. you said, looking at the likes because I remember like maybe the second day or something, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. What dude, am I doing this thing flopped dude yeah. what's going on and then you mm-hmm. you tie you know validation to oh did that yeah. get five comments today yeah. and you're just playing a dangerous game that you won't win dude you know so but, you, you know the cool thing is is that doing this is that it's better to do it and say like hey i did it yeah definitely and then to look back and be like i wonder what it could have been if i did totally that, yeah you know? so you're not losing anything Absolutely. but gaining experience totally. and then that yeah. one person that might change yeah. it off. Yeah. Who that knows? one brand is exactly. going to see this video. Yeah. And what's cool about the, like the real algorithm is that they just keep getting like, you know, yeah. being shown pumping like, out. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you ever get a reel that like starts doing good, like two weeks after you post it. It's like Christmas. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, like yes. it's like, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yeah. So funny. Great. Yeah. To, uh, to finish off this pod, last question for you. What is some advice 
to your 18-year-old self before mm-hmm. you embark on this crazy journey? What's something you'd tell your 18-year-old self? On, on the journey of creativity? On the journey of life. On, on the, the journey, journey of creativity, of life. life, whatever it could be. It could be it, very particular to you. Not, not doesn't have to be to like another person. What would you tell yourself? I feel like, you know, for me, and I feel like a lot of people like, you know, those ups and downs is what makes us who we are, right? I feel like when you're at that down, it's not easy to think that way. It's like, oh, I'm in the suck, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you start questioning yourself. I feel like really embrace those downs because, you know, when it rains, it pours. And I think when you can really feel that negativity, you're gonna be able like the human is the human body the human brain we're made to adapt we're made to grow we're made to survive so when you kind of like use those negatives and fuel it you're gonna grow and you're gonna get through things you know Mm -hmm. and i think like expectations you know like your life isn't gonna be what you expect it to be you know and when you depend and when you need and when you you know like expect acceptance from others and this goes with the algorithm thing with like you know just because i was like sober doesn't mean my whole life is great you know like Mm -hmm. i have those big mental things that i go through in life and one of those was that whole like you know i suck you know but it's because i was needing to be accepted by a, a number a community a group um a person you know and i think like you know, to my 18 year old self, especially in this day and age, when we have like those socials, that's all we know is socials. All we know, everybody has an ego, whether it's positive or negative, you know, we all want to feed that ego, you know, and it's very important to understand you and how to stabilize it and, and kind of not be so dependent on that outer world, you know? that made sense yeah yeah that's definitely beautiful. find yeah. that peace within yeah sure. yeah because yeah. that's how you start really and, and if you're a creative that's how you start really pumping mm, out stuff yeah. that you're you're really hyped on yeah 100%. You know? i love that where can yeah. the people find you on social uh christopher ballad such a long name hey we're, we'll link it below <laughs> yeah. we'll link it below uh, christopher Balladares, and then my youtube is the same thing there you guys got to check out his work you gotta check got it out insane we'll tag it all below thank ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to episode 69 of the 505 podcast make sure to hit that sub button for us helps more than you know give it a like and we'll see you all next week peace peace